everybody. How you doing? And welcome to the John Riley Project. I'm so pleased to have as my guest this afternoon the the one and only Pete Neal. How you doing, Pete? Good. Uh, I'm here. I'm I'm present. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. Okay. Um, it's great. Great having you here. So, I'm yeah. um, ex- you know, hang with me here because I'm sort of experimenting with multiple cameras. That's and- why I come here, John. <laughs> you, we've we've always pulled off some great experiments with this podcast. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sam, my mic is muted. Oh no! Hopefully, the audience can hear us. Um. I think, oh, oh, excuse me. We we got it. I think we're set. I'm just dealing with some technical issues. Okay, so. um, Pop it up there, doesn't it? Yeah, so. (laughs) Can you hear us? I think so. So this is is a live stream. We're live streaming on Facebook and on YouTube. We welcome your thoughts and comments. So please feel free to type those in, and we'll be happy to read them on the air. Um, This is episode number 270, and, you know, Pete, Wanted to join me today. He had some big news to share. We got some stories to get into. We were kind of dabbling about it out in the driveway earlier. And uh, I'm really happy now you have a chance to share your yep, thoughts. Yep, looking forward to it. And it, it, this is an interesting thing for me. 270. We're, we're 270 degrees around a circle here. Because you and I first met during the election season for... When I ran for city council. Right. All right. I, I'm not, I wasn't your number one guest in that venue, but I was pretty soon. No, you were my first guest. Was I really? Oh, okay. Yeah, you were episode three. So the first two were, um, the first two were uh, just me by myself. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. So I've come 270 degrees and we're entering election season again. Right. That's like, yeah, it's like four years later. Yeah. Been a while. It has been a while. So good. All right. Great. We, we've covered a lot of things, you and I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, your recent podcast, you've hit on a couple of topics and you, you seem to be emphasizing the pursuit of happiness. And, you know, that's something I do all the damn time. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's my mission in life is to right. be happy. And um, when I'm not happy, then I dig into it and find out why I'm not happy about those particular things. Mm-hmm. And so a um, little bit worrisome right now coming up on election season. I said, you know, it's coming up on election season. You haven't done nothing, Pete. What are you doing? John keeps asking me, you going to run? I keep saying right. yes. Everybody keeps asking me, you going to run? And I right. keep saying yes. And the reality of the situation is it's now upon me. Mm. So what is there to gain? Uh, the politics in Poway has not changed from the last election that I ran in. I was kind of hoping for an indicator change taking place in the election that took place in between the other two districts. And it didn't manifest. Not the way I was hoping it would. Right. And let me focus down to the fundamental thing is that the Poway City Council, that organization, and I'm not talking about Poway City workers. That's that's fine. I don't have any issues with how Poway City is run on a day in and day out. Uh, our streets are good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, lately it's been a little bit crazy on Pomerado, but I know that's a separate issue. Yeah, but, but that, that's that's yeah. a separate issue. Yeah, I mean, it that, is. That's that's a function. <laughs> well, in that case, Pomerado, and yes, it's still going on. I, yeah, I just had to dodge a bunch coming over here, but um, that's SDG&E. I mean, that's a gas line, of course. Yes, and we certainly don't want to go through what they went through up in the Bay Area. With leaky gas lines. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, that's when Sam Bruno blew up. Yes, an entire neighborhood gone. Right. <laughs> you know, and that's not good. So right. let SDG&E do their thing. Uh, we'll whittle away at the way they're absolutely raping us with regards to people's rates. Oh, yeah. That's got to be put under control. Right, for sure. Um, but that's, that's way beyond city council. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'd like to stay focused on the city council thing because... There's really 
two areas of focus. I want the people of Poway to feel represented. Everybody here that lives in this town should feel like they have representation. They're being heard. They're being listened to. The things that they are concerned about are addressed. All right. That's my whole thing about listening from a representative perspective. All right. So when I ran my campaign, people got really upset with me because I, you don't have any issues. You don't have any agenda. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm waiting for you to tell me what the agenda is. Right. All right. In this campaign, I'm going up and down the streets and I'm listening to what people's problems are. And I got an amazing statistical base of what was going on in the city of Poway. Things that I could do about. Things that I couldn't do anything about. So all those numbers fell into place. And I started looking at it again for this election. And um, not much has changed. It's, it's pretty much the same issues, except I started to weigh a little bit more the commuters, the people who have a home in Poway. They have property lines. They go to stores. They go to this whatever store is most convenient for them or suits that you know suits their style of shopping. Um, even though some of it's coming via Amazon, which is now a monstrosity on the hill, right? Soon to be some sort of automated market in District One. Yeah, Amazon Fresh. Amazon Fresh. Yeah, I mean it's coming. Right. Well, at any moment now, they're yeah. just painting the lines in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but those are the people that's the majority of the people in Poway that don't give a damn about the politics of Poway because they are never exposed to it other than ingress and egress going to work. Right. All right. Mm -hmm. So when I did the analysis of the election results, you know, I got damn near 20 percent of the vote with four people running. I thought that for a first timer, for somebody that doesn't know Pete from a hole in the ground, that was pretty damn good. I agree. All right. So I think I was being heard. But why weren't the numbers bigger? You know, when you look at the number of people who actually voted in 2018, 2020 was a different story. There was a different population of voting in 2020. But 2018 is probably going to be pretty much the same way this time. 2022 is going to be pretty much the same as yeah. 2018. There's no presidential election or anything like that. Well, <laughs> so it's the only the only form of the presidential election that's going to kick in is the effect that the president sees the past and the current is going to have on the Senate and the House. How that gets divided up. Mm -hmm. We here in California, the numbers are pretty much cast in concrete. Right. I agree. Okay. That's not, not much is going to change there. But the rest of the nation is going to be facing some. I mean, yeah, Georgia, really interesting to watch on election night. Oh, it's going to. Yeah, I agree. You know, but um, so, again, where does that put me? I'm doing the analysis I'm looking at. And I said, how do I reach these people who don't really have major concerns with Poway? They'll complain about Poway Road. They'll complain about Pomerado Road, but that's temporary. Will they still be complaining? All right. When the construction is done, the buildings are up, bowling alley's long gone. I'm willing to bet probably a year from now there's going to be very few people that remember the bowling alley was there <laughs> or the thrift stores. There's definitely going to be some people that will fit that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what they see is the next red light on Poway Road, which there's probably going to be another one or two. Correct. But that's what they see. That's what I did when I was working down in Kearney Mesa for those years. I mean, and I drove from Golden Way, which is Garden Road. Right, right. 
every day I drove down Poway Road and I was focused on nothing but the next light. Right. That's all I cared about. Right. You know, at 6.30 in the morning, that's all you <laughs> have room for. Yeah, exactly. But some of them vote, some of them don't. All right. So my platform of listening to you is tough getting to those people because they are in their backyards. They're not in their front yards. Okay. And, you know, uh, I ran a non-intrusive campaign. I'm not going to run another intrusive campaign. I'm not going to ring on doorbells and I'm not going to knock on doors. That's just, if you're out in your front yard, washing your car, watering your grass, I'm going to stop and talk to you. All right. But I'm not going to interrupt you on your way out the driveway, and I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to be invasive. That's that's the way I run my campaign. So then there's the other thing. As you know, I started up my organization, Heart Force Science Group, over a year ago. Now. And I went out and started poking around, and I'm still working. And right now I'm in the middle of some clinical trials. And it's a little intense right now. Yeah, I'll bet. So, um, but those will be over come June, July. So the time to do the campaign is going to be back. And that's when I can start cruising around the streets in Calypso and saying hi to people. So that's pretty much where my thinking has been at. Well, you know, Pete, already we got some comments here. Mariana Benedict Basilis said, Bravo, Pete, well said. And I think she was. <laughs> Which it was. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think Mariana, if you're if you're still listening or watching, I think you were she was responding about your comments about dealing with Poway Road and all okay, you care about yeah. is the next light. You're not really concerned with the politics. Yeah. I mean, 80 percent of Poway is that. Yeah. They're they're uh, families with careers and children and getting them to school and soccer practice. And they got lives of their own. They exactly. don't, they don't need to be right. invaded upon by city politics. The city politics should be in the background to our lives. You know, ideally you never hear about it. Absolutely. Then, then that means that everything is going smoothly. Yeah. Everything's going fine. If right. you, if you've got an issue, you go to the person you know, public utilities, you go to who are the, the parks people, whatever it is, you, you go to that person and you get it resolved. It doesn't ever get up to city council level. Right. All right. But what if it does? What if it escalates? It did for me back in late 80s, early 90s. I had an issue and I could not get the answers for what to do about my, I was in a unique piece of property. I had an acre of land on Golden Way, technically, but actually it was Poway Road. Right. All right. And residential, RR. Okay. <laughs> okay. An acre of land. I could put another house on the property, I think. I could subdivide and sell. Mm-hmm. But right next door to me was the commercial zoning for Poway Road, industrial, as it turns out. I was next door to the Poway Valley Collision Vice, you know, right. wrecking yeah. yard. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, well, I got to separate my residence from that. And I went to the, I says, you know, there really ought to be an interim zone between the residential and the commercial. Like a buffer zone. A buffer zone. Yeah. Okay. Something where, you know, maybe the guy runs a repair business for his for cars out of his garage on the weekends or something like that. You know, so he wants to be close to the commercial, but he's not he's obviously not going to be disturbing his neighbors by firing up a car at two o'clock in the morning. Right. Okay. He'll be allowed to be a little noisier. Okay. All right. So anyway, I got nowhere with the city council in those days, even though that's what I was aiming for. So eventually I just threw in the towel and left. And 
went into someplace else that I'd fought against. <laughs> I moved into candy cane lanes, you know, so. Um, but it's come to the point now where the people of Poway are not even being heard. They're not even being, not only, not only are they not being heard, they're not being listened to. Mm, that there, that's a, that's a, a difference for sure. There's I understand a difference. the point. Yeah. It, it, it's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I went over to um, Starridge Park to watch the lights get lit up for the first time. Mm. And I went over there to find out, okay, they're going to fire up the lights. The neighbor's going to see the lights for the very first time. Let's find out how they feel about the lights. I want to know how they get impacted when the lights came on. Much to my surprise, they took it pretty much in stride. It it was pretty much a given at that point. (laughs) And they weren't that intrusive. They're well-aimed. Um, they're going to be restricted as to when they're going to be on. Okay. So it's not like something that comes on automatically at sundown and stays on till 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) Right. All right. Every night of the week. Right. It's not going to be like that. It's Mm -hmm. not a glaring light that's going to light up your front yard and shine in your dining room window. They're just not going to do that. So... (laughs) I think most of the people I saw there were okay with it. Now, there were some things asked. I even stopped and said, you know, who's got the key to the damn thing? That was my question. <laughs> right. You know, who's going to turn these on and turn them off? Right. Well, it turns out that's fine. It's it's handed over to the city of Poway's park guy. He's a great guy. And he takes, He's going to take care of that. But they were sermonized. No, rather than explained. Mm. And tempers got a little short on some aspects and stuff. I said, you know, this is just so. The problem is that the people who were receiving the questions would listen and answer the question would be a letter better off. So city council meetings, same way. Um, that he let you get up there and do your public comment. But do they listen to you? I don't think so. I don't think they pay any attention. So, uh, yeah, running for District 1, big question mark. So I've made up my mind. You have? Yeah. So you're going to share it here live in the podcast. Your podcast deserves (laughs) something like this. I think this is as good a place as anywhere for me to tell all the people who are interested, with the exception of my wife. My wife knows why this visit was so important. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to run. You're not going to run? No. Because I found a guy who listens. Um, I called him up. I heard he was running, and I called him up. And uh, I think it was just a text Actually, not really a voice communication. I think the first few communications we had were strictly on text or email or something like that. And he came over to the house. He spent an hour and a half with me at my house. See, someone that listened. Listened. He told me about himself. He told me about his background. He's got some journalism in his background. What Hmm. do journalists do? They write down things people are telling them. They research it. They publish it. This could work. Right. (laughs) While I'm listening to the guy, all right, this could work. I said, okay, well, how am I going to do this? You know, I don't want to tip my hand yet. So we got into, like I said, an hour and a half discussions on various points. <laughs> I wanted to stay longer, but he, he did draw the line at an hour and a half. He, he found an, a reason to exit. Well, who is this mystery man? Uh, I'm getting to it. Okay. <laughs> All right. right. Okay. I'm trying to there's, be your straight there, man. There's some callers. Mariana, you want to you jump in here? You want to tell us who it is? 
I know you know. You're the one that told me to check them out. So thank you for that, Mariana, for putting me in touch with the guy's name so I could go look look him up. I did, and uh, I'm satisfied. So I am going to support this guy with the two things that are important to me. I'm going to help him with my listening issue so that he can put this on the table when he's elected. Notice I didn't say if. I'm going to work very hard. All the people that voted for me, if you're listening to this podcast, all 20% of you, the people who ran alongside me for the district, think long and hard. This guy's pretty damn good. And uh, I think you'd be an excellent candidate for District 1. Has he got my experience in Poway? No, he hasn't been here as long as I have. He doesn't have the god-awful little niche stories that nobody cares about. (laughs) But he listened to me. He listened to those stories. He wants that information. So, Hiram, Solo, you got my endorsement. And I'm going to work with you and help you get elected to this Poway City Council where you will start off with District 1 and we'll work on 2, 3, and 4. Right on. All right. I'm going to let him get into the political battling. I don't want to get into that. Uh, I just want to get people who listen and represent the people of that district. Well, that's always been your thing is, is that you wanted, like you said, when you ran in 2018, you didn't have an agenda. You just wanted to be a conduit to represent what the people wanted. Correct. Um, Which in order to do that, you have to listen to what the people want. That's exactly right. So you can channel it and then bring it to the table. And, And don't get me wrong. I mean, we're... The population of Poway is pretty interesting lists or splits into different little groups. The unfortunate thing is the largest number are those people who see nothing but the red lights in and out of town. Right. They don't know what's going on. Right. They don't care what's going on. Right. They just want to get to work faster. Right. Now that their commute is now made five minutes longer by two more lights on Poway Road, they're going to be upset. Mm-hmm. Will they do anything? The only thing they can do is vote. That's the only thing they can do about it at this stage of the game. So we'll see what happens. Um, any questions out there coming in? Well, let's just take a look at the um, on the live stream. We do have some comments. And uh, Mariana Bennett Basilla said once again, um, uh, she says, hey, you're, you're a good man, Pete. So thank right you. On. Well, you're a good woman, too. We work, we work hard at this stupid little town. Well, you know, we've we've talked about the possibility of you running in 2022 numerous times. You yeah. know, we kind of danced around it, played around with it. Yep. And I was always very supportive of you running because you had a unique approach. And I think to your point that you did when you teed it up is that you didn't feel that the city council was listening uh-huh. to what the people wanted. You, your, what your platform provided was an opportunity to, like I said, to channel that. So it's very big of you, you know, to set aside your own aspirations and put your um, support in another person. You know, this is going to start touching on a tangent, and I don't want to go down the tangent yet in the conversation. Um, It takes a little bit of sacrifice on the part of a person to give up time in their life to be on city council. Yeah, no doubt. So I'm not foolish. I've been in business for a while. I know there has to be a return on investment. All right. ROI mm-hmm. is, is a big thing. So 
what is the expected ROI? Well, personally, my expected ROI was a receipt, a thank you for doing it because somebody did it for me for the last 40 years mm-hmm. in Poway. Mm-hmm. I got to live in Poway, California, the little city in the country <laughs> since 1980 to now and hopefully will beyond a great little town. It is. It's it's absolutely spectacular. When I compare this to the other communities that I drove through and visited on my cross-country trips, it's pretty damn sweet. This place we have right here. I just took a picture in my front yard on my way over here. Let me show you this thing. That's nice. Here, show it to the camera. Let's let's right. see if I can zoom in on it. Uh, here, you need to hold it up a little. Oh, it's hard to get it's screen hard to, on yeah. screen. But um, yeah, I mean, that's a. Is that a? I'm, I'm not really good with birds, but that's a beautiful bird. Yeah, pelican. It's a pelican. Okay, why not? I think it. It's a damn. The thing is three and a half feet tall. It's like a hair. Is it a heron? H e r o n. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let me tell you, I'm getting away off. I was so taken aback by that. I got an owl in my backyard. I know him by name. He's there every night. <laughs> All right. He takes care of the rats. Oh, well, right on. He's there. There's all kinds of, um, I've said it before, there was one time in city of Poway had more miles of equestrian trail than any other city in the United States. Nah, they played the, with the word city. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Who were they comparing us to? You know, Chicago? Yeah. You know, we got Chicago beat. But the point is that this is a per I was living in Kearney Mesa in the early late seventies. And there was this little podunk town way out in the sticks called Poway. And they were going to become their own city because they did not want overwhelming growth. Right. Damn it. Those are the people I want to be with. I moved to Poway on that alone. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Wendy and I started off in Pacific Beach. We moved from Pacific Beach to Kearney Mesa because we were tired of being depressed in Pacific Beach. You live in Pacific Beach. Oh, beautiful beach community. Yeah. Right. Well, look, folks, it's overcast in the morning when you're going to work, and it's overcast in the afternoon when you come home. There is no sun. <laughs> right. All right. That's true. For, we were for getting depressed because we never saw the sun. <laughs> All right. So we moved to Kearney Mesa. We got sun. But then there was this little town called Poway that wanted to be its own city. And so we moved to Poway. And I watched the city of San Diego kept in abeyance on the other side of the hill. Well, you know, we got a comment here from Mike Ryan. He says, that's one of the reasons why we moved to Poway, him and his family. Same thing. They just want to get away from all the riffraff and the city and have a little bit of space. And so what has our current city council done? Sure, come on down. Right. <laughs> Front row on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um the oldsters, the non-red light watchers, okay, I would say I'm pretty good in describing the people who care about the city part of Poway. Don't particularly care for four-story buildings down Poway Road. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? A lot of objection to that development. Three, okay. Maybe. <laughs> You'll get a percentage. Yeah. Because I remember when when um, they put in a couple of buildings, I, I remember the people fighting with city council. Look, look, I've got to have a peak to my roof. It's got to be three stories because I got to have two stories. I got to have a peak to my roof. I got to look, you know. Yeah, okay, three stories. That's how we get stuck with the three stories. Well, I remember when they were talking about the Fairfield project, 
And originally it was three, then it got increased to four. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, you know, when you're driving on Poway Road, it's kind of sunken. So it only seems like three. But like if you live on the backside of that in that neighborhood, it's four. It's four. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a, you know, we've talked extensively about development on this project. There's a lot of objection to it. Yeah. There's nothing we can do about that. It's under construction. Yeah. We're down to one lane on the. Eastbound Power Road today because of the streets being ripped up to by the where the bowling alley used to be. Right. Okay. That's the to say thing. nothing of your Pomerado, but that's just Eugenie. <laughs> that's yeah, a separate so. issue, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so my big thing is that I've gone to one or two city council meetings. And there's usually something that I want to talk about, and it doesn't fit on their agenda. So I have to go into public comments at the beginning. Right. And I read the instructions there. They hand it out to you. They hand you the rules. You know, that the city council person is not going to be able to say anything to you about whatever you're going to talk about. They can't do anything about it. Well, okay. Won't be the first time I've stood up and talked and nobody's listened. So I'll get up and talk. At least it'd be spoken. No, so nothing happens. So what I'd like to see changed, Hiram, pay attention here. (laughs) That we work on the wording of the public comment for the city council so that the city council persons can acknowledge that person whose field felt the frustration to the point where they've given up talking to the people in the city. Their issue is important. They want to make it heard at the city council meeting. Public comment. Let the city councilman acknowledge what was said. Right. If there is something that's questionable, assign it to somebody that's sitting there in that city council meeting. If it's a sheriff issue, let the sheriff address it. Address that. Have the sheriff address that person's concern. Not at the moment. Right. Just give them the assignment. Correct. Check into this person's story. Right. This has its roots in a couple of city council meetings ago, something that you were interested in. It's in your neighborhood. Was the stop sign at... Martin Coit and Stone Canyon, right? Yeah, that's the one. And it just floored me. At that city council meeting, there were people that stood up and talked about accidents that had taken place. Like it wasn't even heard. The voting went down like nobody would ever talked about it. But there were people who had accidents there. Now, Stone Canyon has roots for me because my son lost two of his friends on Stone Canyon. They were killed. Two Poway High School teenagers, 16 years old. (laughs) Was it their fault? Was it that intersection? No. Yes, it was their fault. They were being 16-year-old kids, and an accident happened, and they got killed. I asked city council person, you ought to pay attention to Stone Canyon. Do something to knock the speed down, if nothing else. All right. Because you're talking about a very precarious intersection, which is now you voted down. So there's nothing going to slow the traffic up there. They're still going to come wheeling around there at 50, 60 miles an hour. All right. But you lost two teenagers, two Poway kids. Oh, no, that never happened. The sheriff said there's never been any accidents there. I said, yeah, well, I'll get you the names. So I did. I looked. I, I talked to my son, remembered the names, and I sent it to the city councilman. It's like I just spat into the wall. Nothing. No acknowledgement. Who did you share? I'm not going to share it with named people. What okay. I'm saying is it's indicative of our city council. To not even listen, not even pay attention right, mm-hmm. to what the people want. And that's why I wanted to run for city council. Mm-hmm. 
Hiram does that. He did it as a job. Right. He wrote it down. Right. All right. He made a report about it. I mean, it's not his career now, I don't think. Okay. But he's got the education. He knows how to do it. And I think from listening to him, he's got the energy to do it. Mm -hmm. A lot better than a 72-year-old. You know, that's the other thing I got to think about. (laughs) Anyway, so... Yeah, I'm not running, John. I found somebody that's running for District 1 that I can vote for that has my two things. He'll rep- he appears to represent you, and he listens. That's a hell of a start. Yeah, I mean, that's like 80% of what you were your campaign was about. Yeah, um, makes me kind of moot, doesn't it? <laughs> I'll shut up now, I'll go home. Well, first of all, I, I mean, Pete, Again, I, I love that you're involved in our city and you have a passion for doing what you believe is the right thing to do. And um, I thought you ran a great campaign in 2018. I was excited about the possibility of you running in 2022. But actually, I understand why you've thrown your support to Hiram Soto, because um, for a number of reasons. I mean, number one, I've met him. I met him once. We um, had a chat at an event. Very nice guy. Very knowledgeable. And yeah, he's he's he's, he's smart guy. He's um, when you tell me that he's the kind of guy that listens, that matched up with what I what I experienced in my conversation with him. And then recently, he's been more outspoken on Poway issues. He created mm-hmm. the Powegian online digital newspaper for what sort, yeah. and. Now he has a chance to, you know, kind of speak with a louder volume. He has a chance to get out on the campaign trail. I think it's great. And but when you ran in 2018, what was interesting is that you had the one incumbent and the three challengers and the three challengers all diffused or or fragmented the anti-incumbent vote. Yep. So by you stepping back and throwing your weight, your support to one person, Hopefully other interested candidates do the same because mm-hmm. then you have a better chance yeah. to seeing that point of view represented and winning the election. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping if there are others that are sitting there cooling their heels and wondering about <laughs> when they file the paperwork, talk to them. Let's read a, read a few more comments here on the live stream. Um, Mike Ryan said, I'm one of those that do not like buildings on Poway Road. It looks absolutely terrible. Growth is good, but this is ridiculous. Yeah. And I think oh, there's a lot of people that share Mike Ryan's point of view. Yep. Um, Mariana Benedict Basilla says, it's important to reach and listen to the hardworking families who don't have time in their lives to get involved beyond their daily family responsibilities. I've been that parent, oblivious to the impact of the decisions being made on our behalf until it's too late. The families count on the city leaders to make decisions on their behalf. Unfortunately, too many times I have heard criticism for their lack of involvement in city council meetings, which is disrespectful to those families. You know, it's kind of like the point you made is like when you speak at public comment, it's like you're talking into the ether yeah. and the and the and the comment floats away. And I've heard I've heard it said, I don't know if this is like a legit like law that's a state law or if this oh, is it's, it's riddled with legalese. But they say that they're not allowed to respond. Yeah. But they can at least acknowledge and say Pete, thank you very much for sharing that. We'll have our uh Director of Parks and Recreation, take a look at that for right. you. And they don't have to weigh in or debate. Right. They could at least show respect. Right. Things happen when you go into the city. They could be having a bad day. You know, Parks and Recreation dude could be having a bad day. Could be four o'clock on a Friday afternoon. You know, he's ready to go home. <laughs> yeah. And you come in with a bitch about city parks. Right. You, through body language, you're going to get the impression this guy don't care. You're going to leave that meeting feeling unsatisfied. Right. Right. The guy will get to it on Monday. 
All right. Maybe he's not in the best of the mood. Maybe he's shoving you out the door because he's got to close the door or whatever. You don't know what that person's agenda is. This is normal business. Okay. So you may get frustrated to the point you go to city council meeting. Let's close that loop. This, if you go to the point where you're going to city council, it's that big a thing to you, and you get up and stand up, at least get it acknowledged. Right. All right. Now, also look at your – look for the things that people do as a way. Don't don't go on hearsay. All right. Watch what they do. There have been times when – Dave, our current, you know, district one person. Dave Grush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will say something and you think, oh, I've just been blown off. But two weeks downstream, it happened. So things can get done without you being personally informed. I am just noticing that our other camera went out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh is right. That's me. I know that is you. I'm gone. Oh no! What happened? Um, okay, so um, okay, I'm going to scramble here. Okay, All hold right. on a second. All of a sudden, this one. We just lost power. Yeah, what happened? What? Boy, okay. This lost connection. So. Um, Oh, okay. So <laughs> I'll move my phone over here. Okay. No, no, no. This will come <laughs> back in a second. So, and anyways, uh, right now this camera's on me only, but we'll get it back to you in a second, Pete. But uh, I, you're, you're right. I, I think that they, they can listen far more effectively. Um, here's a couple more comments. Mariana Benick Basila says, Pete is an important voice in our town. Yeah, right on. Um, and then here, and then I'm going to just switch this camera around here. Is this going to work? I can't get this to work. What's going on? Well, I see where you're reading from. Yeah. Thank you again, Mariana. Mike Ryan says, Silly how does Pete feel about Poway's mayor? Just curious to hear. Ah, okay. <laughs> I can talk for a second. About here, let's do this. Let's switch seats. All right. And then you can talk. You can answer because the focus should be on you. All right. Okay. All right. Put your question. And I'll try to fix this other camera. All right. Steve Voss, how do I feel about him? I think he is meeting the Steve Voss agenda very damn well. The problem is it doesn't synchronize with about, I would say, probably 40, 50% of the people who live in Poway. Um, now, of that percentage, there are some that vote for Steve Voss anyway. Um, so, yeah, he, he's got a majority of the vote. So do I dislike Steve Voss? No, I don't dislike him. He's a he's a human being. He's he's perfectly entitled to. Um, his belief structure is just that it doesn't fit very well with my belief structure. And he visions himself a leader. And leaders have people that will do things at great personal sacrifice without any reward. Um, I think everybody that works with Steve Voss has visions of grander things, um, bigger places to go. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to get any deeper into that. Uh, do I like Steve Voss? He's not a friend of mine, but I appreciate him as a person. How's that? Is that good enough for you? <laughs> Okay, then um, was another comment here from Mariana. She says, the council has stated many times that if only a handful of people show up for an agenda item, then it must not uh, be important to them. Yeah, see, that's that's where representation comes in. You're absolutely right, Mariana. That's, that's exactly the way they feel about it. There's only a half a dozen of you that's concerned about this. Why am I even being out here? That was said to me in Stockbridge Park. Uh, 
was so frustrating that the final vote is the city council vote for any agenda item that comes up in Poway government. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. If the city council persons were representing their area, they'd know how their people felt within their area. We would not have unanimous votes. There's a big enough division between North Poway and South Poway that we all recognize. Mm-hmm. Okay. It'll never be unanimous. Shouldn't be. But how is it possible that it is? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what bothered me from the beginning. I mean, I can remember when there were heated discussions between the city councilmen. Now it's everybody's, oh, yeah, it's an agreement. Fine. Uh, time to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, city council person should be representing you. It's the final vote. It's the last thing to make it, make it happen or to stop it. All right. Now, the intersection that I took issue with, I did hear in the statement, not now, by one of the no votes, not now. So what should have been said was, we don't have enough information to make this decision, postpone the decision to a future date. That's what should have taken place. But it didn't. It was a no vote. There is no stop sign. There's no more future work on that other than that's created by the people who need and can see the need for that stop sign. It's not going away. It's People have been asking for a stop sign at that intersection for, God, 10 years, I think. So it'll come back around. Well, just to comment on that, I, I was shocked by their decision um, because their their own representative in the traffic you know, I, I don't know what department is, but the city person in charge of this <laughs> recommended the, the all way stop. You know, yeah. um, it's this area like on Stone Canyon has been a big issue for a long time with people going too fast. Mm-hmm. And um, and that that intersection in particular is just a really weird intersection with a lot of like blind turns yep. that I've always thought it was important to have that as a three way stop. But the fact that there were citizens uh, demanding the three-way stop and the city workers recommend the three-way stop and the city council goes the other way. Goes the other way. And Steve Boss voted for it. He, he said, put the stop sign in. Right. Yeah. Caitlin Frank put the stop sign in. I'm going down to the votes here, folks. I shouldn't do this. This is dangerous. So back to your question, Mike, do I like Steve Boss? He voted for the stop sign. <laughs> How did Barry Leonard vote on that? Because it's in his district. Against. He voted against it. Really? See, Barry Leonard would got involved here on Stone Canyon um, to try to help mitigate the speed. And what they ended up doing is painting the lines so the lanes were narrower mm-hmm. to give the illusion that it, you needed to go slower. Um, and that's had you know minor benefit. But I'm surprised. I mean, because he was. He was trying to solve that problem originally. Right. And now he's just kind of went right. the other way. I don't, I don't understand that yeah. one. Yeah. How, um, are you, how are we doing with our cameras? I cannot get this other camera to go. I mean, I'm struggling to figure this out. I'm going to have to right. reboot the camera. Um, let's see what other comments we have here. Uh, Mike Ryan says um, he's a politician in cowboy clothing, claims not to be a politician, but yet is running for other positions. Not sure of his integrity as our mayor. Well, there's been a lot of, um, I mean, there was just a recall on, on Mayor Voss. So right. there's, a, there's a faction in, in our city that don't like him. And, but, and there are issues behind that recall. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you read the details of the recall, I mean, that was not just, oh, we don't like him. Oh, yeah. No, it, was, it was a lot more than that. <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of questionable activity taken. <laughs> yeah. Place, right. There, that I would love to hear an explanation for. Okay. Somewhere in there, there's got to be an explanation. 
I even went out of my way because the address given for his nonprofit organization turned out to be a senior center. I'm going, how is this possible? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Rancho Bernardo Senior Center was the address for his. Now, I don't know. Maybe it's, there's a mailbox in there. I have no idea. But, yeah, there's a lot of things that are not quite 100 percent. Well, Again, I, I, I just want to uh, applaud you, Pete, um, because there's a lot of people that would have run for office just to satisfy their own ego mm-hmm. um, to and, and regardless of whether they had a chance to win or not, regardless of whether they um, would have been diffusing the anti incumbent vote. Now, granted, I know there's not going to be an incumbent in this election, mm-hmm. but there's already an announced candidate who's. For District 1. For District 1, who's, I think we can all assume, is reasonably aligned with the current city council. Yeah. Um, So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing like a one-on-one in District 1. That will be great. Like if it turned out to be Brian Pepin, who's the candidate who's announced, who's been on a lot of the budget review committees and things is very aligned with the city council. Yeah. And if it's him and Hiram Soto with no one else, you know, that can fragment the vote. It's mano y mano. Yeah. Is that how you say it? I'm not sure. Mano y mano. Yeah. So if it's that, I mean, that would be a really great race to watch. Well, see the thing, Brian Pepin has done a lot of volunteer work, but, it's coming out of the school of thought that it's a prerequisite. I mean, I can't Hand remember who it, I can't remember who it is. Hand me the mouse. We got the camera back. Yeah, you got the camera back. Yeah, okay. yeah. Want to yeah. switch seats back? Um, yeah. That, yeah. Well, that way you are in the focus there, and then I can yep. play around with the camera. There we go. Oops. Sorry for the radio listeners. That's all right. We're playing uh, <laughs> musical chairs here. Okay. Thanks again for everyone here bearing with us as we figure this out. Um, yeah, I was told back in prior to my 2018 run that I didn't have enough experience with the city. I said, really? <laughs> Living here from 1980 is not enough experience for the city? Oh, you got to get into the budget review. You know, you got to do this and you do that. You got to become a more active volunteer. And no. <laughs> Look, city council person, in my mind, listens they represent the people of that district, and they vote. Right. Okay. The city's run by a whole bunch of other people that we pay good salaries to. That's who runs the city. Okay. So, yeah, I, Brian Pepin, yeah, you've got a lot of homework done, a lot of practice. Let me ask you a question. You ran first. Uh, school board, didn't you? Yeah, 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, you did a lot of volunteer work for the school board beforehand, right? Finances and budget and stuff? No. Um, oh, I thought you did it. I know. I, I was on the city of Poway's budget review committee, like in, it was like 07 through 09. Mm-hmm. It was roughly that. And then um, I ran for office in 2014. And then after that, um, I chaired the Citizen Budget Review Committee for the school district. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't. A, it didn't fall into the category as a prerequisite for your position in office. No, not at all. No. Okay. All right. I don't think it should be. Like I get. It's really simple. You represent the people. You've got to vote. Mm-hmm. And you work with the other district representatives to find out. Is there a commonality? There better be. All right. I look forward, if I had been running, if I was District 1, I got a lot of Poway Road that I'm sharing with Caitlin Frank. A lot. Yeah, for sure. All right. So what kind of a person is Caitlin Frank? Can I work Mm -hmm. with her? Well, I've seen her now. All right. How she got into office was under a very dark cloud. It really was being appointed. Let me take you back to that particular point in time. I didn't like what was going on at city council. When the seat opened up, I volunteered. I went to the city council meeting. I was going to volunteer to be the city council person. This is before districts. 
Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it was at those meetings where I found out about the districts. And I said, oh, I don't live in District 4. And I stood up and I said, I'm pulling my – I'm not going to volunteer for this because you're looking for somebody for District – what will be District 4. And that would put me in a weird position because I'm in District 1. Right. All right. So I pulled out. And that's when – Everybody got upset because it appeared as though Caitlin Frank was given a nice smooth ride into the District 4 position. And at the point in time, there was nothing to say, yeah, this could be. But what I've seen her done do since for my friends in District 4, uh, she's got a challenge ahead of her coming up. There are people that are working on the issues. <sighs> that have been around since beginning a town practically, Matari Road issue. It's a big issue. There are people that travel down Matari Road at 60, 70 miles an hour. Mm. It's a residential street. And there's going to be more traffic now with Poway Road. Yeah. Yeah. And the other city, yes, we did lose a child on Matari. Not in the area they're talking about now, but I remember that mother. She became a very active member in MAD. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Person who happened to kill her child was <laughs> under the influence at the time. But I mean, this is stuff that happens in our neighborhood. And, and Matai Road doing something about Matai Road is an important thing for District 4. If I was District 1, I'd support the hell out of it. I'd be I'd be right alongside. All right, because it's it gotta happen. Am I guilty of traveling too fast down Matai? No, it's one of the few streets I probably behave myself because I used to have <laughs> friends that lived on Matari. Okay. And I remember the store. I mean, this goes back to when, how was the name of the lumber store where the library is now? Western Lumber. Yeah. I was building my house on Golden Way. I was making a lot of trips to Western Lumber. And he lived, I mean, he worked at Western Lumber. He was my guy. I'd... <laughs> I would have had major building problems if I didn't have this guy at Western Lumber telling me how to do this and telling me how to do that and getting the things built. All to city code. Yeah. And he got hit in front of his house. Not catastrophically. All right. But still, that close to his front yard. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, Matadi needs work. Uh, it needs being paid attention to. So, yeah, I stuck my fingers into that, too. It's not District 1, but I did advise some of the people on Facebook that this is the way you ought to go about it. Christ, you got a couple hundred people there to sign a document. Sign a petition. Get it going. We'll see. Well, there's a few more comments here. Uh, Mike Mike Ryan says, uh, Mickey Cafania seemed to be a really good mayor for us many years ago. Um I know some people that really liked Mayor Cafania, and I know some people that don't or yeah. didn't, you know, yeah. rest in peace. Um, Mariana Benedict Basilla says, it's unfortunate that we don't narrow the vote to the top two candidates in the primary election so that we don't wind up with these vote splitting situations. Why is that? Well, here's I'll put this on. Oh, the. Well, go ahead. Uh, you go first. OK, because, you know. Uh, you could say let's have a primary and get it down to two and then have a general election. We should do instant runoff voting or, you know, rank choice voting. Rank choice voting. And then that way you can vote for who you want in number one and then have your safe pick as the two or the three. Mm -hmm. And then it all the algorithm works it out um, so that you don't have people voting for lesser of evils. You don't have the the fragmentation issue. Um, and a lot of cities are, are switching their ranked choice voting. It, it is a it is a good way to do it. I love the math behind it. I love the way it backs up the statistics. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, let's go back to District 1. Uh, I had two people running against me. Joe, John, I think. Yeah, John Carson and John Ryan. Yeah. yeah. And they had different – I analyzed that situation really close. All right. Um, yeah, I, 
I, I, I'm glad they were there because it helped me break down, and especially when the election took place, when I saw what the numbers were. Okay, who voted for who? What area? Neighborhood by neighborhood, precinct by precinct. I understand why it happened the way it did. It was a huge educational experience. I figured my odds of winning in 2018 were very slim. Mm -hmm. I was shocked when I got 20%. (laughs) Really? (laughs) People were listening to what I was saying. Yeah, and you had a refreshing message. Yeah, it was different enough. Yeah. You know, so it got some got some interesting boats. Plus you drive a sexy car. You know, that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he often wonder who was running me or the car. I know. That's funny. I remember John Carson joked about that. He goes, you know, Calypso's running for District 1, not Pete Neal. <laughs> I covered a lot of territory. Um, and then, yeah, Mariana Benedict Basilla says, yes, ranked choice. So good. I like to see that out there. So what else? Is there anything else you want to cover about Poway? I, I know we have a whole second topic to get to, but yeah. we got all day, man. I mean, what else yeah. do you want to share? Um, I, th- I think I'm done. I, I want to encourage anybody that listens to this portion of the podcast on Poway politics that Poway is a really sweetheart city. And I know my friends are sending me pictures of beautiful, beautiful snow draped trees right now. I've told you my feelings about that. There's a reason I'm in Poway. It don't snow. <laughs> yeah, right on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I want to go see the snow, I can drive to it. All right. So um, great neighbors. Uh, you've really got to come and witness my neighborhood on Christmas Eve. Oh. It's, I mean, have you ever seen anything? That, like that? was spectacular. Yeah. And thank you again for inviting us to your home for that. Um, it, unbelievable. It is, it is truly unique. Candy cane quartz. Quartz. Yeah. I've got an attaboy from Google Maps for making that correction. You did? Yeah. It's been viewed 20,000 times. Really? My correction. Really? Yeah. Oh, good for you, man. Yeah. That's better than my YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> better than my website for Calypso. Right. But, um, yeah, Powell's a sweetheart city. It, it is. It really is. Um, <laughs> especially now that I've – the other thing I need about – this is a big side benefit to not running. I don't have to shave my beard or cut my hair. I don't have to look presentable. But, I can still look like I do right now. Well, that's good. <laughs> but when actually, when you ran last time, didn't you have like a goatee? Yeah, it was just just a small beard. Yeah. 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 Well, you, you this would be like uh, you know Delilah clipping Samson's yeah. wig, you know. And I had the hair back in a ponytail. Yeah. You know, over the years, you could see my ears. But yeah, that's. Yeah, good. I don't want you to cut your hair. <laughs> no, I don't. Want, this is a hoot. Yeah, it is. It is a hoot. Um, who is it? Gallagher? Yeah, the comedian Gallagher talks about the hair going full retreat <laughs> down yeah. his back. So that's, yeah. He's the guy that always took a sledgehammer to the watermelon. That right? sledgehammer to the watermelon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no. People should give back to right. the city. They should be mindful that they are not here all by themselves. This is not for them individually. It's a community of people. The guy that buys the house next door to you may not think the same way you do, but he's your neighbor. Right. You know, so let's get along with him. So Hiram Soto, endorsing, <coughs> you're endorsing or backing Hiram Soto for yep. District 1. Yep. Right now, District 1 are two announced candidates. Um, and we lost our camera again. What is going on here? Um, man, my apologies to the audience here. I thought it was all set up with multiple cameras and we're dropping. Um, but then we don't have we don't know what's happening in District 3 yet. So that's something that we're going to need to straighten out here. Yep. Um, and I live in District 3, so I'm very curious to see who's going to run there. I guess we're going to find out soon. Um, All right. Okay. So want to move on to topic two? Let's move on to topic two. Okay. We want to rotate chairs again? Sure. Okay. I apologize because our camera oh, situation can failed we, again. Let's, let's, can we cut and just go to a second camera or just start another broadcast right again? We can. 
Let's do that. You want to do that? Let's let's close this one down and restart with the fresh camera. Perfect. That's a great idea. Okay, friends. Um, thanks again for joining us. This is episode 270. We're going to start episode 271 very shortly if you want to hang around. And, and uh, here's, the, here's the enticer. <laughs> All right. Here's the teaser. Um, I made a discovery about a month ago. All right. Um, about my past in the search for happiness plays big time ah, here. This is right in the sweet spot. Yeah. So good. So I want to talk about my entire life search for happiness. Ah, okay. It's got a guide. It's got a yardstick. And I'm going to describe it. Okay. I look forward to that. Okay. Okay, friends. Um, thanks again. And we'll be right back at you real soon. We'll see you. If you enjoyed today's show, do me a favor, subscribe and then share it with a friend or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Let's continue the conversation on social media. Go to connectwithjohnny.com to get links to our social media content, audio podcast platforms, and to sign up for our mailing list. To be a guest, read my blog or get more information please visit johnreillyproject.com to get started.